I'm Sarah. I'm Shruti. And I'm Grace. And we are the Bookos. Today, we are going to be playing a fun little, I guess it's not a game, but we're going to be doing like a fun little tag, I guess, where we're like matching up uh, books with Starbucks drinks, specifically the holiday drinks, because they came out recently and it's very exciting. And we want to get in, I guess, a holiday spirit with some Starbucks holiday drinks and books. But before we get into that, um, Shruti, what have you been reading this week? Um, so it has been a bit since we have recorded. So I read a good amount. Um, I think last time I always talked about how I had read um, Fight for Me, which was like one of the books in the Ransom series by Rachel Schurig. Um, and this one was like an age gap roommates, friends to lovers situation where it gave me the addicted vibes because they were like on a reality TV show and because they're part of like a famous family, stuff like that. Um, anyway, I really like that one. I gave that one five stars. Um even though age gap isn't usually my thing, I liked it anyway because it was roommates and, you know, fun stuff. Um, and then I read Good For Me, which is part of the same series. Um, and this one was an accidental, like one night stay in accidental pre- pregnancy situation where the hero was like the one who doesn't settle down. And like the heroine is like a hard, she works really hard. And there is a little bit too much communication for me on this one, but I still liked it overall. It was still a fun time. And I really like the family. So that obviously makes any of the books, even if the couple isn't working for me, fun. So I did enjoy that. Then I went back and I read like the prequel series and I read one of the books called Relent. And it was about like the two outsiders from the band because that's how the parents are famous because they're all part of a band. So this was a rock star romance kind of because he's like the manager um, and she's like the best friend of all of the girls who got with the rock stars. So it was really fun. I did like that one. Um, I gave that one four stars. So I did like it. Yeah. And I also really appreciated how it kind of um, they had the friends to lovers vibe, but also was like they were like a very quiet relationship and they did have like a fake dating in it, too, which was really great. Love a good fake dating. So then I was like, all right, let's go shift to so went from Rockstar to Paranormal. Um, I reread This Time Tomorrow by Tessa Bailey, which was the Vampire Vampire Huntress book that I read last year. Still wonderful. Still great. Still five stars. Highly recommend. And then I read Today, Tomorrow's, and Always, which is the third book in the series and the final book. And this one was really fun because I feel like Tessa Bailey does a really great job and no matter what she's writing, doing like the sexual chemistry part. Like she really makes sure that your the romantic leads have chemistry. And I really appreciate that. Um, and this one was fun because like they're both like, so Mary, who's the heroine, is actually a fairy. So like that's cool. Like that was thrown into the vampire mix. Um, and then Jonah's a vampire. And... I really liked this one because I liked how much of it was about like being a human and like humanity and like we didn't get we don't have humanity anymore and what is that like so I really liked that um I also really liked about Tessa Bailey and the series is that like every couple got a very different ending um but that made sense for them um I don't want to spoil it but this ending was very different than this time tomorrow but I really appreciated it I didn't like it as much as this time tomorrow um I think I gave it four stars but it was still a very good book Highly recommend the series for anyone who wants like a different vampire romance because it was vampire romance, but like it's Tessa Bailey. So she does a good job with it. And then of course we swing the pendulum to a different direction and we go to a historical romance. Um, And I read A Kiss from a Rogue by Eliza Braden. This is the last book in her uh, Rescued from Ruin series. I had read like the third book and the sixth book. The third book I really liked, the sixth book was okay. Um, This one I really liked because the heroine had been mentioned like throughout those books, especially the third and sixth book. 
um, because she like had a relationship with the like main villain from the first half of the series. It was a great time. Um, I really liked the hero as well. Good story. Gave that five stars. Like I love always a good story about like a survivor like being strong. So that's always a good time. Then we went back to contemporary Erin Nichols time. Um, I flipping love you. Um, so this one's called Flipping Love You because she is a um, penguin owner. She she inherits some penguins and that's really fun. And she like is super, this is the thing. I liked her, I liked the hero in Jill because of like her dedication to the penguins. And she was like unapologetically like all about work. And like, she was just like, I have penguins. I only care about the penguins. Who cares about people? Penguins are where it's at. And I was like, it's I so get you. True. I you. That's right? so true. It's like, I feel you. But that was like the only thing I could empathize with her on. There's some other things I was like, eh. So this was not my favorite Aaron Nichols book. Um, I did like the hero. He was fun. He was a construction tattooed bad boy kind of situation. Um, And they have a one night stand and she gets pregnant. Um, But again, this series is more about the people around and the family. And that's all really fun and good. So even though I didn't really like it that much, I still give it three stars. Um, And the couple was cute because it's Aaron Nichols. So whatever. Is this a series about penguins or is that just the only book about penguins? So there's a series and it's all about a petting zoo. So like each book oh, yes, is about- yes, You've mentioned yeah, so, this before. Yeah. So like the first one was about otters. There were some otters involved. And then uh, this one that Sealed with a Kiss is called Sealed with a Kiss because they rescue a seal and it's mm-hmm. a great time. Um, also, because he is, so the hero in this book, Donovan, is like a wildlife rescuer. So he's like, he's really famous because he has a series where he goes out and like does- you know, um, wildlife things, and he saves people in the wild animals, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but his brother, who was like here from the first book, is in Louisiana now, so he like kind of visit there, and he ends up just like staying for a long time. And it's really fun because it's about you know like that wandering travel character finding, realizing maybe I can still have adventures here at home. Um, and then Naomi, who is the heroine, is black, which is really great because this I think is the first Aaron Nichols book where she goes out of the white box, which is good. Um, and I loved her. She was a wonderful character. I really love how they contrasted each other because she was more like always prepared and he's like jumping into things and being spontaneous, but they kind of like switch places at the end a little bit. And like, he's like very cautious and um, being um, careful about her, but she's like going into danger to save the animals because he inspired her to save, like do those things. And it was, like, it was a really great time. I really, really loved this one. I think it's my favorite Aaron Nichols book. It's one of my favorite Aaron Nichols book. And it's definitely my favorite of the series. Um, and you know, there's some big dating situation where they get caught on camera kissing. So they have to like pretend to be together, except they kind of are together, but they were trying to keep it a secret. It's a great time basically is my point. So highly, highly recommend Seal with a Kiss by Aaron Nichols. And then once again, the family and the outside, always a fun time. Um, and they also kind of lay some hints for a future book because a woman shows up in a wedding dress uh, with a baby lion cub. So you know that the next book is going to be a great time because a lion cub and a and runaway bride, like great time. So Erin Nichols, great time. And then um, last, last one um, I have read so far was When Sparks Fly by Helena Hunting. I think I've come to the conclusion I don't really like Helena Hunting's writing. Um, she's fine. I gave it three stars. Um, it was friends to lovers. So I really, really enjoyed that. And I also really enjoyed like the reverse nurse thing because the hero is nursing the heroine after she gets into an accident. Um, but I don't know, something just doesn't always click. There was no spark. <laughs> Cause it was called one spark spot anyway. Um, but I did like it. It was okay. Um, but yeah. And for the record, I have read 102 books now. So I officially 
met my reading challenge of 100 books for 2021. Nice. Yeah. Look at that. We knew you'd do it. We did. Yeah. We did. I'm also really happy that I started reading some non-contemporary things. I actually forgot to talk about Breaking Conviction by Greer Rivers, which was actually a romantic suspense. And it's like part of a whole series that I skipped to the third book because that was what the one I cared about because then the hero was a nerdy IT guy. Um, but yeah, that was also fun if you want a romantic suspense where there are security companies and people beating each other up and like human trafficking situations that they have to save people from. If that's what you're interested in, I did like the conviction series. So, but yeah, anyway, I'm done. So Grace, what have you been reading? Well, Shruti, I've been reading a surprising amount, like a decent amount, actually. Um, so first on the list, we have Felix Ever After by Case and Calendar. I read this last week. All I knew about this book going into it is I was like, I think Sarah read this and liked it. And I think she said that it took place at a summer camp. And I was like, that sounds fun. Um, so I did read it. I had to read. The reason why I picked it up is because uh, I've mentioned this several times. I'm in a class where I have to read a bunch of YA books. This was like one of the choices I could pick for an LGBT book. And I didn't want to read like an M, a cis M slash M book. And all the F slash F books on the list looked depressing. So I was like, and I wanted to read something fun. So I was like, I'll pick this one. Um, and even though I knew nothing about it really going in, except for that Sarah liked it and that it was at a summer camp, I picked it. And you know what? I'm going to be as vague about it as possible because I think that's the way to go. I think you should go into this book not knowing that much about it. I will say that it's about um, a trans boy named Felix. He's like 17, I think. And the summer camp was not the summer camp I thought it would be. It's a summer camp, but it's like an artsy summer camp. So they're taking like classes every day um, and learning about art. They're not like canoeing and stuff, which is the vibe I kind of wanted, but it's okay. Cause I still had a really, really good time. Like I gave this book four stars. I listened to it mainly on audiobook. I finished it in like two or three days. It was great. Um, so yeah, it's about a boy named Felix who is, um, figuring out his identity and figuring out love. And that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say because this book really surprised me. Like it did not go where I was expecting it to go at all. And I was going to be disappointed by it a little bit, but it was realistic. And also I was just impressed that they pulled the rug out from under me. Like I couldn't even be mad or disappointed because I was just impressed. And I will say it is a young adult book. It is about high schoolers. So for that reason, I'm hesitant to recommend it to Shruti, but the plot Shruti would really like. Interesting. And that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. However, I do want to criticize two things about this book, and I'm so sorry, but I've just got to do it. Um, first of all, it mentioned Harry Potter a few times, and I think that we have reached a point in society where we should never talk about Harry Potter again. Um, <laughs> to be fair, it came out like before a lot of J.K. Rowling's like turf stuff came out. Oh, okay, that's fair, came, that's fair. I think it was like it, like it went like to printing already when it happened because the author addressed it and they said they couldn't change anything. Oh, so. okay, okay. Never mind. Then I will I will retract that criticism. I will retract it <laughs> and move on. But it, moving forward in life, just because a lot of young adult books do it, 
Mm-hmm. Or just like, books in general. And I get it because like it's something everyone knows and it's a good like reference to pull. But like but just, also, do kids really read Harry Potter anymore? Like do teenagers today like they do read? Do they? They do. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. I know. <laughs> I, I was hoping that. we as a society had moved past Harry Potter, but maybe one day, but not yet, yeah. unfortunately. But we can if we stop referencing it in books. There we go. And another thing, I am so sorry, but another thing we should stop referencing is in books is we should not bring up ships in books. We just should not do it. I am so <laughs> sorry. I am so sorry. I, if you think Stephen Bucky are gay as hell, that's fine. But I should not have to read that sentence in a book, a novel that was published for the world. It is very cringe. Um, and it ruined my day for three hours. So <laughs> I think that we should just leave that stuff out. Um, save it for a tweet. It's just very cringe. Um, these are real books. And I think YA authors do that to try to they like do. appeal to the teens and like connect with them. But even the when teens? I was a teenager, I would no. have found that cringy. And I was all into like shipping and stuff. Like I would have found that cringy as a teenager too. Like they, books didn't really do that when I was a teenager. I think it's more of like a recent thing. Yeah, it if is. I had read that when I was 16, I would have been like, you're done. No. It's very much <laughs> how do you do fellow teens? And then yeah. also like Half the time I feel like it's a ship I don't like, but even when it's a ship that I'm like, I have no ill feelings towards, I'm still like, this is so weird. This is cringe and I don't like it. So just, so just don't do it. Just consider not doing it is what I, is what I say. I would Um, say my one caveat to that would be if the character, if that's like part of the character's like personality is to like, like they're online a lot or whatever. And like, that's what they're really obsessed with. I still think that's cringy. I think I disagree you write a character with that personality. Yeah, I don't read books like that. I mean, yeah. I think I agree. If, like, just don't write a character like that. But if you are, like, I think there's sometimes where I've read it and it hasn't been that bad because it's part of, like, the character and who they are. Because um, I have read a couple of romance novels, like adult romance novels, where, like, they'll mention shipping. And usually I'll, like, look at it for a moment. I'll be like, this is gross. We don't need this. But sometimes I think it works well to, like, get at, especially if it's, like, something, and I'm thinking in a romance, like, for them to, like, bond over, it's fine. But... I do. I think there are moments where it could be tasteful. It just needs to be. Yeah. There are just very specific moments. I feel like the way to be tasteful about it, though, is just to be vague. Like, yeah. either Maybe. say, like, yes, I write fan fiction and um, ship things and just not mention the ship or create an entire, create an entire. Um, oh, maybe like thing. a fake fictional thing a that like alludes, that thing. sounds like it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. True. Those are fun. Those are fun. I've just never read a book and thought afterwards, you know what would have made this even better if I could have found out if the main characters thought that those fictional superheroes were fucking. I've just never thought that to myself. And I think authors should realize that. Um, But other than that, great book. Uh, Yeah, I thought you were reading it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so fun. I meant to ask you about it, but I'm glad you liked it. It was very good. Now we know. Yeah, it was. It really was good. Like, 10 out of 10, or I guess four out of five, but you know, still, it was still good. Um, so I read that. And then I also read Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds, um, which is a novel in prose. It was really interesting because it takes place in 60 seconds. Um, and basically it's about this kid, his brother has just been killed and he, um, he's black and he's deciding, he's trying to decide if he's going to go hunt down the guy who killed his brother and kill him too um and so the whole novel takes place like in an elevator as he's trying to decide what he's going to do or not um and this it was really good this is a very popular book it's been won like a ton of awards um 
And the thing that I really enjoyed about it is I listened to it on audiobook and I listened to it as I was driving home and then I was, I was cleaning my house and then I was done. It took me like less than two hours because I listened on 1.5 speed. Um, and that was really, that was really nice. That was really nice. I read a whole book or listened to a whole book in two hours. And so if you need a book that's good and impactful and you need to finish out your Goodreads challenge, then I suggest that one. I suggest that one. Okay. And then I also read, I mentioned that I was reading the inheritance games and I had to stop reading it because I was listening to an audiobook and the audiobook narrator was really terrible. So I finally found the time to like sit down and actually read it. And I finished it Tuesday and I'm so sorry to Sarah, but I did not like this book. Why? I didn't like it. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone at home because this is a really popular book. After I finished reading it, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw a post that say only hot people like this book. So I'm coming out as ugly <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't like it. Um, okay. See, now this makes me want to read the Gilded Wolves, to be honest, because I feel like <laughs> you don't like the same like ensemble YA books that I do because I have the Gilded Wolves. And I kept thinking like Grace didn't like it. So maybe- you might would like the Gilded Wolves. And honestly, mm-hmm. I might would like the Gilded Wolves if I read it again. Mm hmm. So I'm not sure you didn't like the inheritance games. I'm like, okay, maybe Grace just has different tastes than maybe we do. Maybe we do. But see, I was like, Sarah likes this. So, and Sarah has good taste, but maybe we just have different tastes sometimes and that's okay. But I just didn't, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it because I didn't like any of the characters. Um, I hated the romance. Uh, there's like two guys. She's in a love triangle. There's, um, Jameson and Grayson for much of the book I couldn't tell them apart but by the end I could (laughs) and Jameson was slightly better I guess but I really hated both of them um I hope she doesn't end up with either of them I'll be honest uh the mystery and the plot were fine I didn't mind that it was just the fact that the characters that were going through it really annoyed me that was um that was bad and also this is like a really small detail but I really just got on my nerves the friend she has Max um she keeps like calling her a friend like throughout the book and I think that's like a narrative device to be like see she has other people she can talk to and it's a way of like learning about what she's thinking I guess by telling someone else outside of what's outside of what's going on she lives in another state so she's not around during this but her friend was so fucking annoying. Her too. friend is, I, I, I agree with that. Her friend is okay. annoying. And the thing she does with like the curse words is yes. so weird and annoying. Yes. yes. So was, she, be- yeah. Yeah. So she, so she calls her friend and her friend um, has these really strict parents and the parents um, don't like her cursing. So instead of cursing, she substitutes words. Like she'll say elf instead of hell and she'll say fox instead of fuck. And so she'll say like, this is foxing bullshit. And I'm like, just say something else. You don't yeah. have to curse. It's okay. It's going to mm-hmm. be okay. It's, it was really bad. And then I don't, maybe it gets resolved in the second book. I'm going to be vague because I don't want to spoil anyone, but I honestly may be like fast forward because I, ha- I kind of want to ask Sarah about it. But the way, so the thing, the plot is that she gets this inheritance. That is why it's Mm -hmm. called the inheritance games for those at home. Um, And she gets it from this strange, this stranger that she's never met in her life. And it's a bunch of money and he's just died. He gives all of it to her and he gives the house too. And the whole book, you're like, 
why did he do that? Like, you can't figure out why he did it. And that's like part of the mystery. And then in the end of the book, they reveal it. And the reason was really, really dumb. And it felt like. But that's it, not the. you did, They didn't reveal it. Okay. That's what I was wondering. No, no, that's not. They, so they elaborate. It. Yeah, because the second book is all about her finding out why. So they revealed, like, there was a reveal, but it wasn't the reveal. So, okay. So the scene that she flashed, this is really vague, so everyone can keep listening. So, like, the scene that she flashes back to in the diner, that was just her, that was just part of it. That wasn't the reason. That wasn't the reason, no. Okay. Yeah. I still didn't like the book, but um, that's that's good to know. That's good to know. Because I was like, this is the stupidest this is the stupidest explanation I've ever heard in my life but yeah I just really uh it just felt very I don't know it kind of felt kind of I just didn't like it I'm sorry I just didn't like it I just didn't like it there we go you're allowed to just not like things it's fine yeah Mm -hmm. um I think it's really funny because I was like at first I wasn't going to read it at first I was going to read it and then I wasn't going to read it because I was like eh and then Sarah was like oh I like it I was like okay maybe I will read it then I read a YouTube review being like the second book is terrible. So like, okay, maybe I won't read it. And now the second Grace book wasn't me, good. Yeah. And now Grace is like, I didn't really like the first book. So now I wonder if Grace was like the second book. <laughs> just gonna be I'm not going to read the, the second, second book. The second book I'll was very confusing. Um, I thought maybe I'm dumb, but like a lot of people didn't like it. So hmm. maybe it just wasn't that good. I <laughs> think this is a book though that we need to get Shruti to read so we can no because Shruti won't like it. it Shruti's definitely not gonna no like I don't it. think Shruti's it's a young gonna adult like it book. either she's not gonna like it young adult yeah but this is very it's young very, young. very young adult. you have to you have to like like young adult books to like this book mm. yeah we'll see I will I do think eventually I will read the Gilded Wolves which mm-hmm. I think is also young adult and I think that one might be a little bit because I think it's more fantasy and I think that one's more mature right? it is yeah, so I don't know. I was going to read this one, but now I'm conflicted. Well, don't. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the third book will make up for it. Who knows? Who knows? We'll let Sarah we'll read see. it and let us yeah, know. We'll yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Sarah will let us know. Yeah. I, I won't read that one either, but I will want to know what Sarah thinks. I'll um, keep you informed. Thank you. So I did read that. I read it. Um, and then I'm in the middle of two books right now one of them is american street by eb's a boy and i'm like halfway through it i think and it's about this girl she was living in haiti and she moves to america um and she moves with her mom so her mom's sister and um the main character's cousins all live in america in detroit and they're moving in with them but her mom gets like stopped by the immigration people at the airport and they won't let her mom move with her so the the girl has to go to america on her own and the mom is being held in like a facility in in new jersey um and it's kind of interesting actually at first i was it's like just like a contemporary novel i think but it's kind of getting interesting because she she met like this cop and the cop is like if you give me information about this guy that your cousin is dating who's selling drugs then i can get your mom out of jail so like there's an interesting little plot happening. And then that was fun. That was fun. Um, but I'm not that far into that. And then I'm also reading Children of Blood and Bone by to- Tony Adiemi. And it's really good. It's really good. I'm halfway through. I'm kind of nervous because I am really liking it. But I think the second one got mixed reviews. And the third, second one came out in 2019. 
And there is a third one on Goodreads, but it doesn't have a title or a cover. And that no. the second one came out two years ago. So I'm like, is she going to finish it at all? So I'm kind of nervous to finish this one. Um, if it's like never going to get fi- the story overall is never going to get finished, but I'm liking it so far. It's very episodic. Um, it's like a fantasy series um, about this girl who is like, it's basically like this African kind of fantasy country where uh, there was magic and then the kingdom that's ruling over the, the country got rid of the magic um but now the magic's coming back and one of the main characters is like getting magic and so she and her brother ran into this girl who was part of the kingdom but ran away um and then the the prince of the kingdom who's about to kind of become king who's trying to follow in his father's wishes to like eradicate magic magic is hunting them down but i think that the girl who has magic and the prince are gonna have a romance and they in fairness they've started up a little a little Raylo Darklina kind of vibe where they concede to each other's dreams um which I'm is that a trope because it's I've started to pick up a pattern of it happening a lot I think it is yeah I think it's become popular yeah yeah so that's happening but I don't mind it so maybe I'll like maybe I'll like it but anyway it's fun it gives me some Narnia vibes in ways that I can't kind of explain specifically the horse and his boy, but it's good. It's good. I can see that. I liked it when I read it, but I think looking back, like, I don't remember it at all. I don't like, I don't know. I looking back, I don't think I liked it as much. And I think it's a prime example of like the first book came out and it got so much hype. Like everyone it did, was talking yeah. about it. Like it was a Jimmy Fallon pick for a book and everything. And then the second book came out and it got no promo, no hype. It also, I think the second book took like a little while to come out too. And then the third book, yeah. And then the third book, just like no promotion whatsoever. Um, it also doesn't help that the author started a feud with Nora Roberts for some reason, because she claimed that Nora Roberts stole her title, which was proven to be like, not even true in the first place. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. mm -hmm. So it kind of, um, it's an example of a, as the kids say that fumbled the bag, it, it fumbled the bag a little bit. So yeah. we'll see if the third one comes out. Yeah. Anyway, Sarah, what have you been reading this week? Well, thank you so much for asking. I have read <laughs> basically nothing. Um, however, I do have a reason for that. And that reason is that uh, two days ago, as of when we were recording this, when it comes out, it will have been longer, but I got to go to the um, the premiere of Taylor Swift's All Too Well short film, and I and that that it was amazing. It was a wonderful time. Uh, but for the entire week beforehand, from when I found out the a week before to leading up to the event, um, I simply could not read. I could not think about anything else except for. Um, the fact that I was going to a Taylor Swift event, that's all they told us that it was. Um, this came about because uh, a friend of the pod, Laura, um, she has been on a couple episodes, an episode, maybe one or two episodes. I don't know. I can keep track. Yeah. And uh, she got invited by Taylor Nation and told that she could bring a plus one. She brought me because I live nearby. And we went to, we, well, we didn't know what it was. They just told us it was an event. So I spent all week trying to pick out an outfit because I didn't know like what kind of event it was going to be. Um, it took up like all of my brain capacity. So um, 
I did not read anything actually before, but before that I did read like a hundred more pages of the wish, Witch Haven by Sasha Peyton Smith, which I've been reading since like before Halloween. So um, that's taken me a while. And I did listen to about half of the Sadie audiobook. book. Mm. Um, I read Sadie like years and years ago. It's a great book. I actually don't like the audiobook as much as I thought. I don't like the narrator for Sadie. <sighs> Um, which is crazy because this audiobook like won awards, but I really it was I just wasn't vibing with it. And then, um, of course, after I found out that I was going to a Taylor Swift event, all I could listen to was Taylor Swift. So I didn't actually finish the audiobook. So yeah, that's uh, that I did not read anything, but I did have a good reason for that. And I do plan to finish the wish, the witch Haven soon. I have like maybe 150 pages left. Um, it also doesn't help that this book hasn't really like gripped me yet. I'm like almost 300 pages in and it's like good. Um, I can follow along with the storyline, but nothing's really like, like when I put it down, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to pick it up again. So yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's been, uh, my couple of weeks. Hopefully I did, I did technically meet my I originally, my original Goodreads goal was 40 books, but I upped it because I was going to hit it in like sep or like last month. So I did up it to 50 and, um, I think I'm at like 45 now. So as long as I read five more books for the end of the year, which I'm sure I will, I will hit my goal. Nice. Um, I just wanted to say, I feel like the reason why people like that audiobook, or the reason why I liked it is like the guy's narration. Cause that's the, yeah, cool part. the podcast part is really good. I just, Sadie's part I don't know why I'm just not Hmm. I just wasn't like vibing with it at all um I did not like the narrator maybe it's because I listened to it really fast maybe I should have listened to it on like one speed instead of double speed and I would have liked it more but it just I don't know I just wasn't liking it too much so I ended up putting it down because I was like I know I love this book and I don't want to like ruin it by listening to yeah So that's, that's why I ended up like putting the audiobook aside. But I will I will reread the actual book at some point because it is a really, really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just like a personal preference thing, I think, for the audiobook because it won like all these awards. So if you're thinking about listening to the audiobook, don't let that deter you. Yeah. I didn't have any feelings about her mm-hmm. as a narrator. So but yeah. All right. Before we get into matching up our Starbucks drinks with book recommendations, uh, here's a word from our sponsor. And we're back. So we are going to get started with our books and Starbucks drinks game. Um, and it did just become a game, actually, because uh, we realized that uh, me and Shruti have not tried all of the Starbucks drinks, but Grace has. So what we're going to do is we're all going to say a book and Grace is going to match it up with the Starbucks drink. Shruti and I might have ones that we already know because we have tried some of them. Um so yeah, it's just going to be a good time. So who wants to, who wants to start with the first book? I'll start. Um, I actually think I have a drink for this one, but um, I'll, let's see what Grace says first before I give my uh, I'm the, drink. I'm the Starbucks <laughs> consultant, also Starbucks. Um, this is free promo. Please consider <laughs> um, partnering with us in the future. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Starbucks. Um, anyway, so by Lauren Lane. An X for Christmas. Um, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's basically about um, the heroine, Kelly, and she's going through her X list and contacting her exes in the holidays because she's like, why don't I have someone? Except, of course, that her best friend, Mark, is right there in front of her. Um, and I think 
Yeah. So I want to, well, first of all, I want to know what Grace thinks this book is. Okay. So it's like friends to lovers, but also mm-hmm. like fake dating at is, but with other guys. Fake. Yeah. Like she's like contacting her old boyfriends and like figuring out one wrong. And all okay. That. So like there's some, <laughs> so like there's some sweetness there with the friends mm-hmm. to lovers, but like the X things is like a hint of bitterness, perhaps, perhaps. Okay. So let me consult the list. And the list reports that the best pairing for this one, I think, would either be, um, you know what, I'm going to say salted caramel mocha, because the mocha is the sweetness, the salted caramel is the salt. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to go more, more peppermint mocha. Because, that would work too. Again, because still sweetness. I think I was going more peppermint because it might have also because the cover she's wearing like the candy striped stocking. On that was her, my like, initial thought. But then the more right? you described it, I was like, hmm. There is a little bit of spice, which is why I went with mocha and not uh, hot chocolate because, you know, you got to have that espresso. You got to have that kick in there because um, it is a Lauren Lane novel. But yeah, so I think we're on the same page. It's probably a mocha of some sort. So my first book, this is more like fall, but it's still like, I don't know. It, it's like, it's not like Christmassy. It's more like fall holidays. So we might have to reach back into the, um, the archive of Starbucks drinks, the fall drinks. Um, it's Well Met by Jen DeLuca. I talked about this book recently because I just read it. It's a romance novel that takes place at a Renaissance fair. It's very much like fall vibes, even though I think it mostly takes place in the summer, but you still get the fall vibes because like the Renaissance fair. Um, yeah. And it's a good time. So I, there's a very obvious choice drink for this one. Um, what do you think, Grace? What do I think? Um, I feel like since it verges on with fall, I think perhaps the caramel apple spice, which is not a coffee. It is, um, apple cider. Haven't had in a while, but it's good. It's good. That's what I used to drink before caffeine sunk its teeth into my, into my life. And now I love caffeine, but before that was my go-to. I'll agree with that one. I think the apple, it's like a nice, like transitional, like summer to fall to winter type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you can drink it like mm-hmm. any time. So yeah, I agree with that one. That's a good choice. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so I also have books too. Uh, the first one that I picked is a Christmas book and it is The Afterlife of Holly Chase by Cynthia Hand. It is a young adult book. I read it a few years ago and it's honestly, it was really good. I gave it like four stars, but I very much enjoyed it. It is very much like realistic fantasy. What's it called? Fan. What is that called? Magical realism, magical realism Mm -hmm. because so the main character, her name is Holly Chase, obviously. um, And she died several years ago, but when she died, instead of like going to the afterlife or whatever, she got hired to work for Project Scrooge, which is um, like a like a corporate company that finds someone each year who is a Scrooge and tries to save them from, I think, their untimely death. It's been a while. So she's the ghost of Christmas past. Like, that's what she does now mm-hmm. as a dead person. She is literally a ghost. But also, like, she's, like, going to her corporate job. Like, there's coffee. She drinks. She lives in an apartment in New York. It's very, it's like a very weird blend, but there is still that like lore there. Cause it's also very much based on um, a Christmas Carol. 
So I'm just going to, I actually haven't tried this one, but I'm just going to throw it out there and say Irish cream cold brew, which I think is new. Haven't tried it yet. I will. I am looking forward to trying it. But like the Irish cream feels very um, Charles Dickensian to me. So that's my, that's my pick. But also like the coffee, the Starbucks itself ties into the corporate landscape that the book takes place in. That's a good one. Maybe this year will be finally be the year that I read that book. It's really good. Yeah. Because I think I read it and then Grace read it the next year. And so now maybe Sarah will read it this maybe year. Maybe this year. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was going to say, did, would, would you say I, the, the drink that you picked is bittersweet? Because it was, I definitely had a bittersweet ending for me. I don't know. I haven't tried the drink. I just Do you think it was even bittersweet? I think probably. The Irish Because I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like this book to me is like, it was very sweet at the beginning and you're like, oh, and then you get to the end and you're like, this is the way it was supposed to be but it's not happy necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it is in like many ways, but it is bittersweet for sure. Yeah. I yes. agree. And I do think that that drink fits then. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so another book that I have is not necessarily a winter book, but it, or sorry, not necessarily a Christmas book, but it is in fact a winter book because it is named frigid. In fact, because part of it is that they are stuck in a store snow, snowstorm um, at a ski resort. Um, and basically, this is by um, Gen- or General L. Armitrout, although I think it's under published under Jay Lynn. And it's a college romance. And so basically, they are best friends. And she's been in love with him for a long time, but he's a man whore. And he's like, I'm, she's always going to be too good for me. You know, the usual college and a new adult nonsense. Um, so I don't really know what kind of drink this would go. Definitely, obviously, something cold. However, there's something that needs to be like a hint of spice or a hint of like, what's the word? Like a hint of uh, danger at the end, because there's like a thrown in plot point at the end. That's for my opinion, was not necessary, but there is like a little bit of suspense at the end. What would we say? Is this a drink? To that? Let me consult the list. Hmm. This is a hard one. Cherry. This is a hard one. Um, <laughs> like- Maybe, maybe the caramel brulee latte, which can be taken iced or hot. But you said it could be iced too. I'll be honest, the sugar cookie almond milk latte doesn't hit as hard as I thought it would. It's better if you have oat milk. This is free advice, everyone. Um, (laughs) So if you're ordering that, put oat milk in instead of almond milk. So perhaps the danger is the fact that it doesn't taste great. So that could be it. Um, but also like the caramel brulee feels good in my gut as well. Interesting. I, I have no, yeah, I, I have had the almond, the almond milk sugar cookie one. I thought it was decent. Um, it was very, it's not very bad coffee. I'm not a big coffee drinker. So it was very, very heavy on the coffee. So like I only drink a little bit of it and then I forgot about it. And so I had to throw it out. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, okay. That, that's, I can work with that. We can go with caramel brulee. Caramel brulee latte so um you'll notice none of my books are actually holiday books um some of them actually take place in winter some of them are just ones that I associate with winter either because I read them in winter or because they have winter vibes but this next one is an unwanted guest by Shari LaPena it is one I've talked about recently um it takes place at a uh, cabin resort um, and a heavy snowstorm snows everyone in. Um, They lose power. They can't communicate with anyone um, outside of the cabin. 
and one by one people start getting murdered um so they kind of have to like they're sort of band together but also be suspicious of everyone because they don't know who's the one killing people um so it is very wintry but it's also a little scary because you're like you're trapped in the snow and then one by one people start getting uh killed off <laughs> so you know winter vibes also a little bit of some something scary in there maybe some spicy Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the toasted white chocolate mocha, the taste mm. is very sweet, but perhaps that will work ironically because it is like a hot drink. It is the epitome of a hot drink. It is called has toasted in the name. Mm-hmm. You can get it iced too, but yeah, you know. Um, and you need a hot drink when you are stuck snowed in but also perhaps the hot symbolizes the danger because you know if you spill that drink if you spill that drink something bad could happen that's true your toast your toast exactly (laughs) there you go i like it okay um my book is written in the stars by alexandria bell fleur this actually is a holiday book but i did not know that when i read it i read it last year coincidentally around the holidays um it takes place around the holidays it is about it is a pride and prejudice retelling and it is um featuring two women so it's a sapphic pride and prejudice retelling we love to see it and there's these two women they live in seattle um they don't get along one of them's very no nonsense and like has like a corporate job or whatever and then the other one has like a really popular like twitter astrology account and so their opposites attract but they need to fake date to appease their fam individual families. Um, and so they go on these little fake date things and they bring each other home for Christmas and all that stuff. And it's very fun. It's very fun. Very good. Great winter vibes. The drink that I would pair with it is. Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to pull us off to Caramel Mocha again because the opposites attract vibes that's what i was gonna say are there and i think that's the best one the best one to compare it to yeah salted in the caramel the salty and the sweet yeah yeah i agree um so this one i actually have a drink for i think um so it is the mistletoe trap by cindy madison um you will sense a trend because apparently all of the books that I'm picking are friends to lovers because apparently i just really like friends to lovers holiday books um and this one they are, fr- they are friends and they've been growing up since they were childhood, but their families really want them to get together. So it's kind of like a reverse parent trap situation. So their parents are putting them in all these situ- like Christmasy holiday, situ- holiday situations to get them to like get together and it like starts to work on them. And I think this book is very much a peppermint white chocolate hot, peppermint white hot chocolate because it is complete, very, very sweet. Right? You got the peppermint, you got the white chocolate, you got a hot chocolate um, and maybe perhaps overly so. But honestly, it hits the right spot and it makes you happy. And that's what this book does. So I would say a, a peppermint white chocolate, white hot chocolate. Yeah. I, I concur. I concur. So this next book, um, I don't know. It probably doesn't really qualify as a winter book, but I read it for the first time in the winter around the holidays. So I very strongly associate this series with the holidays and winter and just like, home and coziness 
and that is Vampire Academy by Rochelle Need. Um, I you would, has read this. I yeah. thought you would include that. I, I, I was yeah. scrolling through my books and I was like, can't include mm-hmm. that because I bet Sarah will. Yeah. Yeah. So specifically, I mean, the first book I started reading like at the beginning of December, I remember it very clearly. Frostbite actually like takes place in winter, like part of it is at a ski resort and everything. So if we want to use that one, we can go with that. But just in my mind, I read this series like around the holidays, like I read pretty much the entirety of the fourth book, Shadow Kiss on Christmas Day uh, during the family Christmas party. Um, I literally like (laughs) hid in the living room and just like read the whole book. And I remember reading uh, Spirit Bound, the fifth book on New Year's Eve at a New Year's party we were at. So uh, that's I just I just so strongly connect those series with the holidays because that's when I read them for the first time. So um, I don't really have a drink in mind for them, for the Vampire Academy books, to be honest. So I'm curious, Grace, what, uh, what do you, what is your expert opinion? Hmm. Well, the mocha popped out to me because mocha is like a dark, the peppermint is chocolate. Perhaps. Um, I could see peppermint, but peppermint is so like strongly Christmas and I don't think Vampire Academy is necessarily Christmas, but I do yeah. agree with the winter vibes because I think right. I read those books. I started reading them in like January. So it was also yeah. really cold for yeah. me when I was reading them. Right. And I think what if I, um, this is, this is kind of out of our, out of what we said, mm-hmm. but the discontinued gingerbread latte perhaps. Oh, oh yeah. See, I miss it. You know, it was, it's, it's, it was my personal fave. Um, and the Vampire Academy series is one of my personal faves. So that could be, that could be an option as well. I do agree with I your mocha so. assessment too. I, yeah. I do love a good mocha. Me too. Me too. I agree with your assessment as well. You know, maybe one is for some of the books and one's for another, uh, yeah, some of the books. True. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my next book is um, unsurprisingly the line, the wish in the wardrobe and because it is a winter slash Christmas classic, I think the only one we can really pair it with is the peppermint mocha. Um, admittedly, I've not had this drink because I actually don't like peppermint. Fun fact, but I'm still just I'm still going with it. Fine. I'm still going with it. I just don't like it. it. Peppermint is reserved for toothpaste, and that's it. No. Yes. If you get chocolate it, is my favorite. I felt the same way, but my friend used to work at our college Starbucks and she used to make it for me with half the peppermint. So you get just a little bit of it. It's more like the mocha and chocolate and you just get like a hint of peppermint if you like half. The okay. Okay. So you that's can ask game for like, yeah. So if you order it in the app, you can just like lower the number of pumps or if you're ordering it in person, you can just say like half the peppermint that they would normally do. And they did you do that? Did you get it hot when you did that? I got it. Yeah, I would get it hot. Um, she did it. Same thing with peppermint. The peppermint hot chocolate's good too. If you get half, if you, I agree, it is a little too like toothpastey if you get it like the full, but I always really liked it with just the half. Okay. I will try that. I will yeah. try that. All right. So my next one is Wrapped Up in You by Italia Hibbert. Um, I think it's technically a novella, but whatever. Basically, William is the hero and he won the sexiest man alive. He's an actor. He's really famous. He's hot. But he's like very much in love with his best friend, little sister. So he's decided that this holiday season, he is going to finally admit about his lifetime, uh, his lifelong crush and get the girl. Um, I don't really know what this one is other than like a good time. So what would be a Starbucks drink that is just like a good time? A good time. Um, and hot because Will, Will's hot. Hot and a good time. I would say 
I don't know. My personal favorite is still the salted caramel mocha, which they technically discontinue, but you can still get it. Um, I feel like toasted white chocolate mocha though. Like that's always a good Ooh. time. I, I like all of these. They're all, they're all a good time. <laughs> Um, I think toasted white chocolate mocha or caramel brulee latte, though. Those are sweet, hot. They're both desserts, sort of. Desserts are always a good time. So there we go. All right. There we go. I agree. I I like it. So this book is not uh, winter or holiday themed at all, but the title is Winter by Marissa Meyer. So I think it has to come for mm. something. It is the fourth book in the Lunar Chronicles series and my personal favorite in this series. It's where all of the characters from the previous books kind of come together. It is like, you know, the final like battle is a series. So there are some intense moments there are also, but there are also a lot of really great friendship moments and relationship moments between the characters. It's where everything that's been building up in the previous three books kind of comes to together it is also so it's, it's the avengers endgame of yes it is, yes, okay. it, it is it's the 800 page avengers endgame but you know what okay. as someone who hates long books i still love this one it's just it's 800 it's pages book. of fun and friendship hmm. so like hmm, let me think about this one what's the avengers endgame yeah, the Avengers Endgame of drinks. <laughs> of drinks. Um, so you need something that's like got a note of finality to it, but I don't think finality has a taste. So that's going to be hard for me to <laughs> That find. is difficult. Um, which one have I not? I've said all of them at this point. I feel like chestnut praline latte because chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, like friends um, gathering together. Friends gathering together. I love, okay, okay. I love and it. you know, you put the fire on at the end of the night, perhaps, yeah. or at least at the beginning of the night. It's like closing out the day. I love that. Um, that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm I fully say. support All that. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That sounds um, right. Thanks. Thanks. I tried. My book is The Titan's Curse by Rick Riordan. Um, takes place over winter break. So it counts as a winter slash Christmas book. I don't think they ever talk about Christmas in the book even once. But that's because they're just trying to um, acknowledge that not everyone celebrates Christmas. So that's okay. Um, so the book, um, this is like a sad one. This is when you start to be like, oh, shit's getting real. Um, these kids, these kids die these kids could die and that for that reason I'm going to pick I don't know actually I haven't thought about it um I don't know maybe Irish cream cold brew because when you see that on the menu you're like what the hell is that you know um and when I was reading this book I was like what the hell is this how could they do this to us these are for kids um so that's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to go with. Hmm. I, like, I it. like it. Thanks. So for our final round, my final book, and I feel like I've talked about this book before, perhaps no surprises, is Must Love Alligators by Erin Nichols. It is like my go-to holiday book, which is really funny because it takes place in Louisiana. So it is a hot Christmas, as it were. Um, and basically it is about Chase, who is in doctor med school. He's becoming a doctor. And he has this thing for alligator conservatist, conservationist, conservationist. He has a thing for the alligator conservationist, Bailey. Um, And what's really funny is like every time they get together, the like disaster strikes and they always get into like a situation. So it's really funny. 
Um, and basically my, what I think the perfect drink is for this book is literally any of the book, any of the drinks, but iced because it's a yes. hot Christmas book. Yes. So there I we was, go. I was just going to suggest that as someone who lives in a place where it is always hot most of the time, you got to go with an ice drink. Sometimes I still get hot just for the aesthetic and sometimes it is cold, but not often. So I agree. Is there one that tastes, is there one that you think tastes better iced than others? Hmm. I think toasted white chocolate mocha tastes good ice because it's basically like an ice. It is good. Yeah, that mocha. one's really good ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, the ice sugar cook cookie latte, but oat milk instead of almond milk is is mm. pretty good too. And then the Irish cream cold brew is literally like that's a cold brew. So that's true. Yeah. All right. So my last book. Um, honestly, this isn't really a winter book, but it has. Um, it, there is a Christmas, there are some Christmas scenes in it. Like it takes place over the course of time and Christmas is part of that time. And that is To All the Boys I Loved Before by Jenny Han. Um, Lara Jean has a whole like Christmas cookie baking thing every year. And um, she, you know, she bakes Christmas cookies. It's like a whole thing, a whole section in the book takes place at Christmas time. So actually I think it ends like at New Year's. So okay. it does, it's kind of it- like, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's kind of it's part, partially a holiday book. It can be if you want it to be. And I actually do have a drink to go with this one that I came up with, um, not to go off the rails a little bit, but it is another um, drink that my friend who worked at Starbucks in college invented for me. And I think it's perfect for this book. It is a uh, white chocolate, hot chocolate with cinnamon dolce syrup in it. And it's really good because it is very, very sweet. Um, you have to have a sweet tooth to like the drink and you have to, I think you have to have a sweet tooth to like the book too. Um, and, but there is a little bit of like, you know, cinnamon, cinnamon spice. Cause there is a lot of drama in the book. So, uh, that's, that's the drink that I would match up with that book. I know it's not on the list of holiday drinks, but it just worked perfectly for me. Um, what do you think, Grace? I concur. And now I wish that I had a friend that worked at Starbucks. Yeah, she gave me, some get me these things. I would tell her like what I'm in the mood for. And she's like, I got you. <laughs> she wow. would make like, yeah. What a world. <laughs> and Man. then I would like, when she wasn't working, I would have to text her like, hey, what was that drink you made me the other day so I could order it? <laughs> it was the best. She should start. Because um, I see things like that on TikTok. Yeah. And by I see them, I mean, my sister sees them and sends them to me. Right. So she should start making some of those. She really should. I yeah. She, she doesn't work at Starbucks anymore, but like she had a calling. Yeah. So the visual appeal of the TikTok is gone, but she could use like pictures and like a voiceover right. maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. My last pick is honestly, I'm going to be frank, not Christmas related whatsoever, or even winter related. I saw it on my list of books I'd rated highly. And I was like, I haven't talked about this one in a while. I don't want to keep bringing up the same books over and over. Um, that book is The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. I feel like it's fun to read romance books at this time of year. Yeah. Because it's been a long year. The holidays are kind of stressful for some people. And I suppose some people would read a romance book and that would make them feel like shit because they'd be like, I don't have anyone to bring to my holidays, but I don't care about that. So it's fine with me. So it's probably fine for other people as well. Um, so I think a romance book is a good way to go towards the end of the year, which happens to coincide with the holiday season. Um, and this is a book about um, a guy becomes the bachelor and he ends up falling for the producer and the producer falls for him too. 
and they have to have like a secret relationship for part of the book there's some angst but mainly it's a really just it's a good time it's a good time deals with um some stuff about mental health which is a nice little message as well and now I have to pick a drink and I'm gonna do that now um let's see let's see let's see my drink you need one with like layers which does not exist because mm. drinks are liquid um <laughs> not if you get cold foam or like foam on top it's like foam and then yeah drink. or like the whipped cream or something yeah that's so true cream. that's yeah. true hmm. perhaps perhaps we're gonna go with a chestnut praline once again because it's hmm. a nice warm little drink and that's just what my gut told me. And you know what? You know sometimes what? Sometimes my that's gut fine. is good. Sometimes my gut is good. Sometimes <laughs> my gut knows things. And so we're just going to go with it. We're just going nice. to go with that. There you go. There we go. That brings us to the end of this episode. Um, we hope you are able to cozy up this holiday season with a nice uh, holiday drink and a nice holiday book. Um, and we hope that our recommendations can help you decide what pairing you want to go with. So um, before we wrap up, I just wanted to remind you that our group read for November slash December is These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong. Um, Our episode, their discussion episode will be out on December 13th, my best friend Taylor Swift's birthday. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And if you read along with us, don't forget that you can send us a review at bookhostpod at gmail.com or on our Instagram, bookhostpod. You can also send us your thoughts on the book or your thoughts on the Starbucks drinks slash our pairings on our Twitter, which is at the bookos. We'd like for more people to listen to us because that's why we do this. That's why it's fun. So definitely leave a reading and write a review so that other people can find our podcast. Well, I'm going to go run to Starbucks now that we've talked about these drinks, but we hope you all have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.